0: Nate Allen is a poi spinner based out of Layton, Utah. Many of you might be fans of my three poi, and Nate is the man who inspired me to pick up a third. He's incredibly passionate about poi and life in general. It's an honor to have Nate Allen as our third guest on the podcast. Enjoy the episode and let us know what you think in the comments below. Welcome to the podcast. What's up, Nate? Thank you so much for joining me, man. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You were one of the first people to hit me up about being on the podcast when I had uh, shared on my Instagram story that I was going to do it. And so it seems fitting that you should be the third guest.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. I, I definitely heard it, like that you were making it a long time ago and was like really excited to see it happen. And uh, as I was just saying before we recorded, it's been really cool to see like everything, all the work that you put into it and see this like big
0: production come out that's really high quality. So mad props to you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been something that I've wanted to do for years now because I love podcasting and I also love Poi and there's no, I mean, to my knowledge, there's not really a, a large major podcast um, about Poi. So I um, yeah. really wanted to do it. So thank you again for being a part of it. Um, so let's go back to the beginning. How uh, were you introduced to Flow Arts and what year did you start? It's a great question. Um, so back in 2014,
1: I had like just moved out of my parents house. I was 17 years old. Uh, and my roommates or one of my roommates went to element 11, which is the regional burning man here in Utah. Um, and he came back with a pair of like practice poi. they were like sock poi with those classic black and white stripes. Uh, And so he was just jamming them constantly, and I picked up a couple of moves, learned like the butterfly and the forward three beat weave, uh, and was like, this is pretty cool, and then just hit like a roadblock and like couldn't learn the backwards three beat weave, and I didn't pick up Poi for like another two years after that. Um, And then I was, uh, yeah, yeah, so it was a a couple of years, I kind of had this weird like internal battle, like, "Ah, maybe that's my friend's thing, like, I don't want to steal his thing. Uh, and then I was working this sales job and uh, you know like every time you got a sale You could go like play a game and one of the games that they had there was ladder golf um, If you if you've seen that it's like basically like mini meteors and uh, yeah Yeah, I just started picking them up and spinning them because I was like I know how to do a three-beat weave um, Watch the tutorial at work learned the backwards three-beat weave and then it was just like history from there I Just started learning everything. I could and bought a
0: pair of pot a couple weeks later interesting and so you started around like you were first introduced around 2014 but you really would say that you considered actually starting in around like 2016. yeah yeah exactly interesting wow that is surprising not to diminish the amount of time that you know 2016 until 2023 is but it's just i think i see your style and it just strikes me as being a person who has been doing it for a long time because you're very you're very uh like just attention to detail oriented with everything that you do for contact roles and all your stall points and just intricate patterns that you're making. So props, man, that's awesome. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, honestly, you know, it's, um, it. I feel like despite the amount of time that you've been spinning, it's really about the amount of time that you've put in. So I, I would say I've probably hit that 10,000 hour mark by now. The first couple of years I was spinning, it was like 24 seven, they were with me all the time. So
0: yeah, Joey has been like that. Um, he, he's only been spinning for about a year and a half and he's already so far on three poi and stuff so it's really crazy but people that are starting now they just their baseline is so much higher than it was before because you know the amount of knowledge that we have um just surrounding us is so much greater than it was 10 years ago so people can get very good very quickly if they really care about it you know yeah yeah so um i was i was gonna say tell me uh we actually ran into each other at kindle um this most recent year and i wanted to ask you what were some of the highlights of your experience uh for kindle
1: oh man that festival was amazing that was the first time i'd been to kindle uh or and like i know it was pack fire before but that venue like that's the biggest thing that stuck out in my head was the fact that you can be like camping in the forest and then you can walk down to the beach and be spinning fire i was just blown away by that um, but on top of that, like the quality of workshops that were there was insane. Like Willow, Hindi, like those are already two huge names. And then there was like a ton of other people that were teaching really good workshops there. Like constantly Voito was there. Yeah. So, was just about yeah. To say. yeah, yeah. So, you know, it was just like a really high quality experience. Um, you know, I learned a lot and it's really cool to be able to go to a festival after having such a large base of moves that you have already have your own style that you've kind of built and then still be mm-hmm. able to go and learn so much and, and have your mind blown. So it's a really cool experience. Well, yeah.
0: And you know, like you were saying kind of already having your style and then going into those um, to those workshops, you can take what they're what they're uh, teaching you and kind of apply it in your own way and make it fit yeah. the mold that you're already working with. So I definitely agree with you there. Vojta's workshop was very fun it was on tosses and i I, i'm all about tosses so i had a lot of fun during that i think my favorite part of kindle well there's a couple parts but i'd say one of my favorite parts was uh the performances at the gala were incredible oh yeah the venue was beautiful oh man that was unreal um (laughs) the variety of performances that we had i mean i'm pretty sure there was only one or two poi performances and yeah yeah. and then there was like a a double pair that were that were doing stuff i forget their names but um yeah and then the fire circle was unbelievable down i mean it was just such a huge area so many talented people just tearing it up all (laughs) night i went so hard
1: (laughs) yeah like all night like you got to keep spinning and one of my favorite things i was looking at videos afterwards and i was watching just like the fire circle kind of slowly morphing everyone spinning to the song and then the drop hits and you just see everyone go hard And was such a cool sight to see (laughs) not only in person but to be able to reflect on that afterwards
0: yeah man i went super hard and then the workshops of course because um yeah hindi's workshop was awesome uh, he's a guest that I'm going to have on very soon. Hopefully you're watching this, Andy. You're, you're next, brother. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Kindle is a blast. Are you going back this year? I really want to. It's on my list for sure. You yeah. should. Yeah. You should. If we end up caravanning um, with our Boise crew, we're definitely, hopefully we'll have some space for other folks who want to pitch along with us. But Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, so on the lines of like these bigger events, festivals and everything... Um, Do you have any goals as far as like performances or classes that you want to teach at a desired festival or anything like that? Yeah, I'm much
1: more into instructing than I am performing. Um, Not that I don't like performing, but I've always liked teaching in general. And then being able to teach boys is just really cool. It's more of like this community-based experience where you have people that can like talk to you during the class. And so I've really enjoyed that. I've mostly only taught at like local festivals so far. Um, I was gonna teach at Great Lakes last year, but I ended up getting COVID. Like when no. I got to Michigan, so
0: <laughs> that was a really no. Oh my gosh! And you had to fly home.
1: Yeah. Oh no! There. I had drove out there. Yeah. So oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was like wow. a long road trip, and then I just had to like send it all the
0: way home no. to Michigan after that. Oh <laughs> That's terrible. Um, so I know that Kindle's on a possible docket for you this year. Are you tending any other? You're going to Element Eleven, which is the local yeah. one. Nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited about E11 this year. Um... I don't know if you know but I actually run a theme camp and have like a really good team of people that help me run it and um, have really like stepped it up this year especially so this is an idea that I've had for a long time but um, we wanted to have like a flow arts based theme camp at Element 11 because that was kind of missing there there was like a singular fire circle but we wanted to add another one and so we did it for our first time last year and it was like a really fun experience the the burn really liked having us there and so this year we're going like even bigger we're going to have like a really cool sound system and and fire circle and teaching a bunch of workshops throughout the day oh yeah really
0: excited about that representing that's awesome you guys have a really solid group down in Arden. um it was funny when i was living in salt lake city just a few years ago and i had seen your three poi videos you inspired me to get into three poi initially so it was funny i was watching all your three poy videos and i was learning a little bit of three poi just kind of getting my feet wet in it and then i learned that you were in ogden and i was in salt lake and i was like what this man is 30 minutes away from me holy crap (laughs) so we met up and it's just so crazy um you taught me how to do a a two point one hand carryover i mean just the most basic two poi poi one hand stuff you were teaching me back then and uh it's just really awesome you kind of gave me a a really good head start into the three point world because i hadn't just never tried even though i had been spinning poi for 10 years at that time yeah Yeah, it's really cool to to
1: hear that because you picked up three poi so fast and have just been like going ham on it and getting really good at three poi ever since then so um yeah i'm definitely honored to be able to have taught you one of those first moves
0: you know it's funny it's funny that you say that because i remember you saying something along the lines of three just make sense to me early on and you just said that there was the right amount of stuff going on with three tell me about that how long had you been spinning two poi before you got into three Oh, that's a good question. Probably like four or five months. So
1: when I had first started getting into Poi, I had a couple of friends who were like huge into Poi at that moment and had been starting to spend three and four Poi. So I was like, I got to catch up. Like, I got to learn what they're doing. Um, But yeah, like I, I ended up spending like six months almost solely on three Poi at that point. And then I hit this wall and I was like, I don't know, like, what else to do, and then I realized it's because I hadn't, like, learned enough basics with 2poi, so I kind of went back to 2poi after that, and since then, I've spent a lot more time on that than 3poi, but uh, hopefully I'll make it back one day.
0: It's really interesting because I think that I I had such a solid base for 2poi because I had spent so much of my life going through different weave patterns and, um, you know, just a whole gambit of different styles with 2poi, And then when I got into three Poi, I felt like I was ready to incorporate all the things that I had learned with two Poi and like try to make it work with three and and go for a desired outcome. Um, But yeah, it's very different. It is very different than two. Um, Getting that control takes uh, quite a while, to be honest. So it was really interesting that you had gravitated towards three so early. Uh, Who are you spinning with that time that kind of inspired you to get into three?
1: Yeah, so one of the guys, he's still like my really close friend, Alex Suzuki. He's Suzukio on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He does double meteor now, but yeah, he's he's like one of the best double meteor spinners out there. And so he's always inspired me to get better. And especially, like you were saying earlier, really focus on being clean and making sure that you're actually hitting those points and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I met uh, Alex in Liberty Park uh, for one of the last drum circles or something that that we had met up there for. But uh, yeah, his Double Meteor game is crazy. Shout out to Alex. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, and I would say, like, what is your overall favorite festival that you've been to so far? Is it Would you say it's been Kindle or the local one that you enjoyed more? Ooh, that's, you know, I'd have to put
1: it between Kindle and Equilibrium last year. Um, I had a great time at both of those. Equilibrium was like my first really big flow festival that I had been to. Um, I went to like a smaller one that was like on its first year before, but... I got that full experience of the fire circle and all that equilibrium. A ton of awesome people there. I participated in the battle, so That was really
0: fun. Oh, um, nice. That is something yeah. I really yeah. want to do. I think it's such a cool uh, part of Flow Arts because with dancing, there's like dance battles. And it's, yeah. it's in good fun and it's in good spirits to like push each yeah. other and try to throw down the coolest lines that you can think of. So I really want to do the battle. Um, who ended up winning that? Do you remember?
1: Oh, that
0: yeah it was like um, in the finals like do you
1: remember it's uh mike he's a hooper um i forget what his instagram name is
0: yeah 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 uh i I don't know his last name but that hoop guy on instagram yeah Um, yeah shout out to Mike. So good oh my gosh yeah he did a performance at kindle as well that's the reason that i know who he is that's
1: right that's right yeah really down to earth guy and he just like not only is he a good hooper, but he's a really good performer. And so he's able to like keep your attention when he's on stage. He did something like really cool stuff with hoops where he'd like balance it on one finger and like wag it at the other person. That battling, <laughs> yeah. You know, just like these little taunts. <laughs> it was really cool to
0: watch. Yeah, that is so cool. He did in the performance in Kindle, each one of the little parts of your finger, he was balancing. <sighs> the hoop yeah. on different parts of his finger it was amazing we were yeah, i was for that performance i could not believe it it was amazing <laughs> wow uh yeah. that's really cool man I, I definitely want to make it out to equilibrium at some point i've only attended two flow arts festivals only kindle and southwest so even though i've been awesome. a part of poi in the poi community for a long time i haven't actually been to a lot of events so i'm really excited to get my feet wet a little yeah. bit more and get out there because that's really what it's all about, yeah. I feel, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, I was in the same boat. Like, I had been spinning for, like, three or four years and had never gone to a Flow Festival. And then it was, like, 2020, and I was definitely going to do it that year. <laughs> and then, obviously, that couldn't happen. And then 2021, like, most of them got canceled. And so, last year, I definitely went hard. Um excited to, to keep that up this year.
0: I think a lot of people did. They had missed uh, these bigger events, especially if they had already been to Flow Festivals or just kind of wanting something bigger um so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to this year hopefully i can make it to as many as i can thinking about fire drums that's a possible list that i'm making yeah but kindle for sure me and my boise crew are gonna make kindle happen so if anybody's going there we'll see you plan for that it's an amazing festival in oregon if you don't know where it is and uh so tell me about getting signed on to uh, Flow and Fire as a sponsor. When when did that happen and how did that kind of come about?
1: Yeah, so let's see. That was the end of 2019. Um, so, yeah, I had been really just like grinding, um, trying to get better, trying to post as much as I could because um, I really wanted that sponsorship. I had been seeing people like Austin Witherspoon and, and Logan Harris get the mm-hmm. Flow on Fire sponsorship. And those are some of the people that I've always really looked up to in the poi world. Uh, and so I just really wanted to be part of that team. And so I was grinding as hard as I could. And um, Austin actually like reached out to me at one point and was like, hey, like, have you ever considered getting sponsored? And I was like, yeah, that would be awesome. And so he kind of started that conversation with Britt and Kel, Um, And yeah, I, I got the exciting message in like December of 2019. Like, hey, we'd like to invite you to the team and just like jumped up and was like, yes, finally. And
0: Hell yeah, it was yeah. A really exciting moment. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's a huge moment. I think, yeah. um, you know, we put so much of ourselves into this art and it's really awesome to be able to represent somebody that we believe in or a company that we believe in. And flow and fire for me has been a company that's treated me very well um, yeah. and a lot of our a lot of our sponsors and um, really hooked me up with a lot of you know experiences or opportunities uh, to go out to festivals and yeah. perform or you know teach teach workshops or something so they've really helped me a lot for sure and it's awesome that you're you're part of the same team um, yeah Logan I I'm a bummed out that I never met Logan because I was kind of uh, only in Salt Lake for a little bit, a uh, number of years before moving back to Boise. Uh, I was able to meet a number of those people down there. And it's kind of wild how amazing the uh, the talent is in Utah. Isn't it? Isn't it yeah. crazy? There's something I mean, in the water or the air or something yeah. like that. That's what we always say. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like there's so many amazing artists that have come out of Salt Lake City um, for a number of years, going back to even 10 years ago when Hindi and Justin yeah uh, or excuse me hindi and wyatt were running it down there it's just amazing to see the progression and the kind of um the newer generation with like you and austin and logan kind of representing and stuff um even though i'm not living in salt lake anymore i still claim salt lake as being my, my oh, yeah. home home so yeah
1: yeah you picked uh, a lot up when you were out here so that's you definitely get that claim for sure
0: <laughs> i really did you know what's funny is liberty park drum circle every sunday was really where i learned so much of what i know now and we just had so many people down there that were spinning boy and trying to learn from each other and you know bounce ideas off each other and it was just such a good upbringing for me um because i had exposure to so many different styles people were doing all kinds of different stuff so i just gravitated more towards contact boy for a while and it's just been my favorite contact boys like i will always love contact uh you know it is as good as I get at juggling, as good as I get it at three poi, there's just a special place in my heart for contact poi, yeah. like two poi for sure, you know? Yeah, contact is just so satisfying. Like, it, being able to feel it follow
1: that line perfectly is, like, one of the coolest feelings and that balance. It's just, it kind of, it, it reminds me of, like, the dynamic that kicks you into that flow state, right? Like, it's that that line between where difficulty and ability meet, and I feel like
0: contact mm. really emphasizes that so true yeah i i remember learning folding lines initially and i was like man there's just no way i'm gonna ever be able to get them super consistent on both arms and uh yeah just eventually throughout the years of drilling you know my right arm and getting really consistent with my dominant and then realizing that hey this isn't over i need to learn it on my left hand too getting my left hand really consistent and then that really just opened the doors for me to be creative because I had the the expertise and the tools to be able to make it happen. I just had to envision the pattern and figure out a way for it to work. And I feel like that's a lot of the times what creating a unique two Poi sequence or like trick, a lot of that just comes down to being able to do everything, of course, but figuring out a way to make it come together in a way that is looks like nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's really cool. Like, For me i really struggled with the idea of creativity before i found poi like i always hated arts and crafts just because i didn't feel like i was good at it and i would always like look around at the other kids in the class and mine was like the worst project you know uh and so when i finally (laughs) discovered flow arts it was yeah like gave me that ability to to see something and manifest it so
0: nice um you know it's funny that we we got to talk about contact joey if you want to cue that video um we were actually going to take a look at some of your flow just so some of you could see it as well uh, that are watching this um, your style with gunslingers and contact and everything that you do your your box styles just culminated into such a unique style that's why you you inspired me to get into three point in the first place because you're so methodical with all of the angles and points that you create it's uh it's beautiful to watch man thanks thanks i appreciate that yeah this is a good one i'm glad yeah. You picked this one. yeah yeah <laughs> Totally. I was uh, searching YouTube for some of your stuff. And this is definitely a video that I I very much enjoy. We got some contact poi and some fire. So yeah, very cool. yeah. where did you was, film this? So
1: this was actually uh, filmed when I was doing my Flow on Fire interview, uh, when the filmographer came out and all that. Uh, and so we recorded some like footage while we did the interview in a couple of days. And that's where all this came from.
0: Man, that Gunslinger, Gunslinger was so sick. Holy crap. <laughs> that was beautiful. Uh, All your under the leg work is amazing too. You're extremely versed in that.
1: Yeah, that was one one of those frameworks that I just really took to right when I found it. Um, I originally got my first under the leg move from Logan. I uh, saw him at uh, Drum Circle actually at Liberty Park.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, hilarious. I was just
1: like, wow, that is such a cool move. Like I've never seen anyone do that um and yeah just added on and then finally found that one where i was able to go like from the back to toss to the front and that one was just still to this day one of my favorite moves that i found
0: you know it's funny because i learned like a certain sequence about i want to say like eight years ago or something like that but it is still one of my favorite things to do and i think sometimes you just pick up a trick that you're like as good as I get, or as far as I go with poi, I'm always gonna love this trick and have, yeah. ha- you know, be proud of that one. So yeah, I definitely understand that. Yeah. That's really cool. It's uh, it's great seeing people get interviews and kind of spotlights on, in the poi community because it's it's really I feel like it's been lacking almost. We need people yeah. to be able to uh, share their stories and you know show where they're at. Um, which kind of leads me to my next question. Um, tell me a little bit about your ideal training regimen or like, like, do you kind of approach it in a way where it's like, okay, I need to spend this many hours a day? Or is it kind of just, oh, I'm feeling like spinning right now. I'm just going to go and jam and kind of freestyle for a little bit.
1: Yeah, more of the latter. I've definitely been really loose about how I train. Um, I'm one of those people that once I get like too much structure, it's just not fun for me anymore. And then mm. like, I, I lose that motivation to actually do it. So if I were to like set a two hour block on my calendar tomorrow, it would be more likely that I wouldn't spend tomorrow. So
0: Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I'm very structured in the the way I go about my my training because right now my main goal is to get better with juggling and that's kind of like a main priority for me right now so I'll spend a couple hours juggling but I definitely warm up with trying to get myself into the flow state and trying to freestyle at least for like an hour or stretch kind of get warmed up get my mind loose and then I'll try to do more difficult stuff that I'm really trying to learn because I feel like if you get into right into the difficult things it's almost just like, man, why am I doing, I this is so frustrating. Why am I doing this right now? Yeah, <laughs> kind know. of like
1: you said, like that warm up definitely is important. And now that you mentioned that, like, even though I don't really plan that, I definitely have that kind of warm up phase. Like I pick up my poi, I flow for a little bit, do some stuff that I'm comfortable with. And then all of a sudden you start to feel that creativity moving and you start to mm-hmm. feel like your ability kind of notch up a little bit and you can start to do some harder stuff.
0: Exactly. And during the first couple hours for me personally, when I'm I've gotten into my rhythm and I've gotten comfortable, nice and warmed up and loose. That's the time that I'm the most creative. And that's the time that I'm most the most likely to do something new that I haven't come across before. Um, which yeah. I feel like is a really crucial part. And you kind of have to like harness that energy almost to be creative sometimes, especially if you're walking in feeling a little bit off or whatever. You just You know maybe tired or whatever's going on feeling a little bit stiff i feel like that phase of warming up is so important to being creative you know yeah it can kind of kick you into that flow state like like you said if you're not feeling it it's
1: not like that difficult to be able to do some moves that you feel comfortable with really let yourself start to feel good about that and then it kind of shifts your mindset a little bit and then you're able to to do some new things create some new things work on those harder Mm -hmm. tricks again um, yeah, it's such—it's so cool how flow arts is really connected to your mindset. I really love that dynamic.
0: It really is. It really is. And I mean, just for a quick example, um, when I got into three poi, just I only got into three poi about three years ago, roughly. Um, oh, wow. When I when I got into it, I wanted to learn no Beat cascade so bad, and that was a trick that just eluded me for, I want to say like a solid year and a half to two years it took me to really learn it because i would try to learn it for a couple hours and then i would go back come back the next day and i'd keep grinding on it and try it again and i feel like i made absolutely no progress at all and it was just very discouraging because you know it's like i can do a no beat but no beat cascade is an extremely different timing even though I had been spinning yeah. poi for a long time you haven't been juggling for a long time and yeah it's a different <laughs> thing <laughs> you know
1: yeah that's kind of funny that you had your your mindset on that from the beginning of three poi because that's like that's a really difficult move juggling to me is like a totally different framework than even spinning three poi is but I really want to see people that do both because anytime that happens it's one of the coolest things to see
0: well yeah and i, I want to incorporate juggling into my style into my spinning and uh contact style so i want to take all of my favorite parts of poi and just put it into a style that is like different you know because yeah we're we're all different and we all like dirt certain different things and so um yeah juggling is just something that i've wanted to get better at for a long time but it's not the same as two poi in a lot of ways because with two poi, you'll like if it's a spinning pattern might take a little bit of frustration hitting yourself and not getting it, but you're not dropping your poi a thousand yeah. times a day and sore from literally bending over and to pick bending up your boy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that was why I had to start really stretching and getting serious about my pre pre routine because I would get extremely sore from dropping my poi a thousand times in a day, wow. having to pick it up and, and get it back after it and being so sore the next day. And I was like, I have not, <laughs> Fucking juggling so whatever you know Oh, that's really cool yeah. <laughs> yeah i like that you were incorporating like
1: general fitness into to like increasing your ability to spin poi because i don't know it's like any other sport or activity like we we got to make sure our bodies are prepared for it
0: yeah and it was something that i lacked on for so long because you know we're just i was just a poi spinner you know but i yeah. think that the more my mindset shifted towards being a performer and a professional and really trying to do the best that I could possibly do. Um the more I started taking it seriously for like my mind state being in the studio and everything that I I just wanted everything to be right like as far as um you know my mental state, music, have just feeling right and th- a lot of that includes stretching and you know freestyling for a little bit and getting my creativity levels up. Um but yeah, juggling is definitely a different discipline and it's been really an interesting shift for me. I think one of the things that helped me shift more towards um that mindset was in a weird way seeing uh Wojta's performance at kindle it was it was so uh groundbreaking for me because Voita is not only an incredible poi spinner but he is an incredible performer and yeah. he really takes his stage presence to the next level and the way that he moved on stage and his musicality was really next level um, yeah. and he is so acrobatic and like flexible and athletic and it was really inspiring for me to see a Poismaner include all of those aspects into one performance. It was fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, that, that performance was so cool. The idea behind it with like the music switching between speakers, that was such a cool idea. And then yeah, like his, his ability to perform and then like keep your attention and really just like get you enveloped in that performance. That's your whole world at the moment that you're watching. And that's one of the coolest
0: things that performers can do absolutely and you had kind of mentioned that you more like teaching versus performing tell me a little bit more about that why why do you kind of you have you applied to perform at any festivals
1: yeah i've i have performed um let's see so i've done like stage performances just like next to the people who are playing music i don't think actually i did do a showcase um back at quasar it was like a that was the first like that Festival I mentioned earlier was like the first year and all that, um so that was kind of cool. But I hadn't really like choreographed a super complicated piece, and so I didn't really get that satisfaction that maybe I could have if I had put that much
0: effort into it. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, um... My my first like major performance where it was just me on stage, not like I'm performing for a music artist or or you know, whatever other side events going around, but just it being you on stage and a big crowd uh, was Southwest Flowfest, And I got the notice like seven weeks out of the event. So okay. I was like, okay, we're, we're going to have to get get to work on choreographing an entire performance because it was about a five and a half minute performance. So yeah. when you really think about how much time that is to be doing different things and keeping yeah. the audience engaged and showcasing the years of work that you've put in um it was a huge undertaking and it is very stressful even leading up to the performance is extremely stressful for sure (laughs) I was very nervous (laughs) yeah how'd it go though it was a pretty uh victorious feeling afterwards you know it it I'm the type of guy that I'm just never satisfied with myself ever pretty much like sometimes I'll get a video that I'm really happy with Um, or I'll learn something that I'm really happy with but I think what keeps me going and being a perfectionist on everything I do is because truly I'm never I don't ever feel like it was really where I wanted to get it so the the performance was really good objectively but I was not okay like I was pretty upset with the fire performance because I had dropped a couple times and I sure. I didn't want to drop. Of course, you you run over it so many times, and you're like, okay, I can do this without yep. dropping, without messing up. And then the energy and, and the stress and everything, and you know, you're just gonna you're gonna mess up. And I'm glad that I had gone to Kindle and seen all these super high level artists that were performing because even they dropped several yes. times. Almost yep. every performance, I don't think anybody didn't drop, which is a little bit. Uh, welcoming and makes me feel a little bit better because none of us are perfect. And it's just kind of that pushing ourselves. It's the balance between pushing ourselves and trying to do really difficult patterns uh, while you're performing, but at the same time respecting your skill level and trying to do the things that you know that you can do, you know, so it's an interesting balance for sure. Yeah. That's a, that's a really cool
1: thought. Yeah. You know, maybe I need to to put some more thought into performing again, because one of the, Coolest things. This brought up another memory from Kendall last year. Um, I just kind of went out in the circle, and, and instead of like really trying to be techie and and really trying to hit like all of my best moves, I just kind of felt, and I I really it was like a really emotional burn, and. Um, i just felt really expressive and then afterwards i had a couple people come up to me and be like that was like the best burn i've seen so far and that was a really really like gratifying feeling to be like you know i just kind of went out there and i i felt i didn't i didn't
0: try to like impress and i love that i love that because a lot of the times especially locally people kind of know me as the three poy guy and i'm kind of like the guy you know for for that kind of thing so i feel like every time i'm performing or I'm just even burning around my friends and stuff, I feel the need to put on a show and try to show people the difficult things that I'm doing. But I oftentimes find that my best performances, I'm just dialed in and I'm feeling what I'm doing and I'm not focusing on, you know, let's showcase my hardest difficulty moves. Let's just do what feels good and do the things that I really love to do because you make those things look the best, you know?
1: yeah exactly and another funny thing that i've kind of discovered about this is like we have this idea of like this is a really hard trick and this is a really cool trick for people who spin poi but sometimes those tricks don't even like make people who don't spin poi bat an eye at all and it's really Mm. cool to find that dynamic between what makes poi spinners really go that was awesome versus what makes an average person go that was really cool and it's a very different move set that does that like you know doing a simple spiral wrap could blow someone's mind who's never seen boy before um rather than doing some crazy like tech
0: pattern or something well and you know me doing a nobie cascade it does not even look that difficult i mean it sure it looks hard but yeah, to the yeah. untrained eye it's like oh he's just a juggler like that's like, yeah, cool that's a cool some. thing that's a cool <laughs> little trick but for poi spinners that's like oh my god he can do yeah cascade. <laughs> like, it's exactly. a big deal you know <laughs> but you know people don't understand the time that it went into that pattern because it's such a frustrating one. Even just something mm-hmm. as simple as that one pattern, people don't really understand how many hours went into that because yes, exactly. man, a lot of hours went into that. But yeah, like you were saying, there could be a, a more simple trick that most poly spinners could do, but uh, it would make the average person be like, Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Yeah. You know? yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah there is definitely a balance between finding um you know the things that you really love doing and the crowd policing tricks to try to you know live Mm up to a performance and try to you know wow people and and give that um level of performance but that's that's awesome i really would love to see more people work on choreography and try to put together a piece you know even a five-minute performance because you find that Like, when I first started doing it, I was like, man, five and a half minutes, that is a lot of stuff. What am I going to do for that long? But then when I had all the choreography planned and, you know, five and a half minutes out, I was like, wow, there's so much that I didn't even get in here. And I feel like I have to crunch and take out things that I maybe thought there could have been something better in its place. And so you find that you actually know so much and that you have to just pick and choose the best things and the things that you want to do the most for the performance um that's and i'm cool, sure yeah. i'm sure that you would feel the same if you if you put together a choreography and did a whole piece i'm sure yeah. you'd feel the same way
1: well cuz i feel like and i've built like small sequences before for instagram videos so i feel like that's a little bit similar um but yeah it's crazy cuz you start to push yourself for like what are the coolest moves that i can fit in this time period and yeah, you really start to realize how big your repertoire is. Like we have so many moves that we've learned in the past several years that we've been spinning Poi, so many that I probably have forgot
0: about and just mm-hmm. only find when I'm doing something like that or in the middle of a deep flow state or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I feel like when I was creating the choreography, I had to flow for a couple hours and then whenever I did something that was like, oh, what was that? That was something that I want to put in here. So I really tried to take the best of the things that i do and put it into a, a choreography and it was really fun to try because w- with instagram i feel when i'm putting out videos nowadays i want to put out videos uh with fresh moves and fresh things all the time i want my videos to be always different than the last video um so w- but with a performance i can take All this, all my favorite stuff that I don't want to do all the time and I can put it in the performance and the things that I really love and don't want to do all the time for videos. I can put it in a performance so that, you know, I can just show people these are my, this is my favorite thing to do with boy, which is largely contact. Like I was saying, contact. My style is very oriented around tosses, contact, and like, I love pirouettes. Oddly enough, I love pirouettes it looks so good yeah you do I'm great yeah (laughs) yeah um who are some of your your favorite um poi spinners right now right now you
1: know it's a good question so I kind of have like a mixed list of people who maybe aren't as active right now versus like people who are more active um so I mentioned like Austin and Logan like they don't spend as much as they used to anymore um, but anytime they put out a video, I'm always still just like jaw to the floor. You guys, of have such a, a cool style. Of course. Um, so I think they'll always be like at the top of my list. Um, Connor Kilbane, like he's one of those people who I look at and I think like, if I were to have spun like ten years longer than I have, maybe I'd be like where Connor is. <laughs> so he's shout always out super to Connor, man. To
0: oh my God, same. Uh, every single video that this man puts out, I will watch at least a few times all the way yeah. through. Because yeah. He really, his style is so dense, just like, in a lot of ways, just my taste for density uh, is very similar to his, even though we do different things and our styles look completely different, but the way that we like to fill in the, the time that we have, I really love what he does. So yeah, those are solid, solid people to have on your list. Any, uh, any, any like three poi artists that you, that you're liking right now? Three poi. You know,
1: honestly, I haven't, I don't spend that much time on Instagram these days. Like I kind of just get on there to post every now and then. Um, But like, I you're kind of one of the only people that I've really been watching spend three poy lately. And like I said earlier, you've been killing it and improving big time. So it's been really cool to watch that.
0: Thanks, man. Um, Yeah. Three poy is a different animal for sure. It's it's, uh, not the most common, I'd say. Um, but yeah, there there are several people who are really pushing three point right now, and it's awesome to see. Um, and I really like the diversity. That's why I'm trying to get Connor to spin more three point. Motherfucker, <laughs> <Yeah>. you better because <laughs> yeah, this three point is so dope, man. It's crazy. I I want to see him yeah. uh, push three point more, and you as well. Because I was actually scrolling through your Instagram, and I was seeing that you've really been posting two point more often than three like you haven't even posted mm-hmm. a three-point clip in quite a while so yeah it's hey, been a couple of years and you were talking about kind of going back to three-point and and getting back or going back to two-point and getting on the basics to apply them to three-point do you think you've found a new love for two-point in a way with the time that you've been spending on two
1: yeah hundred percent something about two-point like like Kind of like you said earlier three poi is really cool because it has that perfect amount of stimulation that like beep 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 that kind of like triplet kind of feeling um but you can find that with two poi as well kind of with that density like if you're really aggressive about trying to find that density it can be just as stimulating um and once i found like manipulations box patterns all that kind of stuff i really just kind of fell in love with that Um, there's just an infinite amount of things that you can even do with two poi so yeah I've just been having a lot of fun with that
0: yeah truly truly there is an a limitless amount of things to do with two poi. so as hard as the trick that you're doing with three poi is or you know could be with two poi, I feel like it's how do you put it together how is the whole thing fit together the style um because there could be a really tough trick that you're doing with two poi, but what's what did you do before it and what did you do after it and how did you fit it into the overall flow and the sequence i feel like that's kind of the most unique things that i'm looking for right now when i am watching poi spinners yeah. and I, I understand not being on like instagram a whole lot but i think that i'm more motivated to be on instagram and to look at people's videos because i want to see what people are doing i want to see what people are jamming on and sometimes yeah i will see somebody do something i'm like man i could do that that looks really cool that looked awesome i, I should try to incorporate that into a style you know yeah um
1: there are a couple other people that i didn't want to mention um tim obviously has always been like a big inspiration for me like he kind of really laid the framework for what modern poi is i feel like uh, in a lot of ways um but one person that has really been like coming up lately that i've been really impressed with who has like picked things up really quickly uh is kendrick or like eating shrooms on instagram oh man yeah, yeah Same. I didn't see Hit- him pop
0: up until pretty recently, and then all of a sudden he's just like one of my favorite spinners to watch. I love that you mentioned him because I've never seen anybody's double staff that I liked more ever. And I'm not I don't I'm not hating on double staff, I'm just not like a huge double staff fan, but his yeah. double staff is amazing. Holy, he does some incredible things. Um yeah. his manipulation <laughs> base is so good, and you know what's crazy is he hasn't even been spinning for that long at all right that's right. insane my yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah man very very happy that you mentioned him he's somebody that i would love to get on the podcast as well if you're watching yeah. this you you better consider coming on yeah hit him up <laughs> um <laughs> cool man um well so we kind of already had talked about this a little bit but i have a like a segment on the podcast where i have fans write in and ask questions for me to ask live on the air um and like i said we had talked a little bit about this but Lucas Hester or Mr Knotts on Instagram go check him out he wrote in and asked it's an easy question but I genuinely, genuinely want to know what's your favorite poise style to watch so this could be um you know isolations or like really heavy body movement or juggling contact or your box style that you love what what do you look for in a poise spinner
1: Yeah, I think I have maybe two answers to this. So first one that came to my my mind immediately was manipulation style. So I think of, again, Logan, Austin, Connor, um, just so good with like these little movements that treat the poi not as a thing that you're spinning, but just as an object. And you don't have to spin the poi, you can move it in all sorts of ways. So I love that about manipulation styles. Um, But the other thing that I would say is, i love the mix of styles so anytime that i see someone mix pattern spinning with manipulations with tosses with contact i love that because it's really taking all of the possibilities with poi and finding the transitions between all of those moves Mm -hmm. and it creates Mm -hmm. this really cool big style um, like when it's all together
0: yeah i think the most fun poi styles to watch are ones that are extremely dynamic Mm -hmm. um people who are not limited to one style of poi but they really take their favorite aspects of all of it and put it into in together which is one of the reasons connor is my favorite artist, um because he has great contact his flower game is amazing like 3d is amazing his manipulations he just puts everything into a style where it's just like we've never seen anybody do it like that straight up yeah (laughs) it's very unique (laughs) yeah Yeah. Cool. okay i really appreciated that answer man um well Tell us, uh, you know, of course, Joey, if you want to show people where we can find uh, Nate on Instagram, he's innate poi on Instagram. Um, tell us about things that you have coming up as far. Uh, I mean, it could be really anything you want. What? How can we support you? How can we help you out?
1: Yeah, well, um, Nate Poy on Instagram is the main platform that I'm on. I, I don't think I have anything other than that. Like, follow Main Flow on Fire. Follow the Main Flow on Fire YouTube channel as well, because I do uh, post tutorials on there every now and then. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, give me a follow. I always love seeing comments. Send me messages. I love talking to people. Um, he so, does.
0: Yeah. And Nate, you're also extremely active in. Uh, local politics in Utah, which is something that I find extremely admirable. Um, in what ways can we, like, support our local community, uh, not just by going out to vote, but by doing something more than that? Like, you're you're extremely active, so tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Yeah, I really appreciate
1: that question. Um, the biggest thing that I would say is that I think you're right that voting isn't necessarily enough right now. Um, I think that everyone should vote and everyone should do their research when they're voting, but we also need like activism right now we need people that are going out there and trying to change the laws about the issues that they care about. Um, So what I work on is election reform, just because I feel like if we don't fix the system that elects the people that make all the decisions then nothing else is going to get fixed, obviously. Um, so if that's what I work on here in Utah you can always uh, go to utahapproves.org. we have a donate button on there it's always massively helpful and if you're in Utah we always appreciate volunteers but uh, highly encourage anyone in other states and other places to look into election reform policies
0: ah really appreciate that man i'm uh, i'm always blown away, blown away by your knowledge on Um, just really politics in general and all of the the common sense kind of things that you stand for so uh if you guys want to chat with nate about any of that he is extremely knowledgeable uh well versed on that so uh yeah you were you were a guest that i've been really excited to have on because i feel like you're extremely well spoken you have a lot to offer as far as uh knowledge and your love and overall passion for the art so i just wanted to say thank you so much again for coming on um and it was a really fun episode we we definitely have to link up at some time uh you know hopefully i should come down to utah in the next couple months but it would be great to see you yeah absolutely yeah this is fire jam
1: yeah, this has been really fun. I appreciate you having me on. Um, and yeah, definitely let me know if you're coming to Utah. Uh, I might come up to to Idaho sometime soon, but if not, then
0: definitely yeah, you should. You should. Boise, you would love the scene up here. It's kind of like a smaller Utah in a sense because we have our community is much more like close cool. uh, because there's not so many of us, but we're all just kind of, uh, you know, circling each other, which is very nice so yeah, we have a awesome. little tight community up here. But yeah, if you come through, let me know. But pretty much going to wrap it up. Uh, we got through a ton of stuff today, so, um, we're going to peace out, but thank you so much for coming on again. And, uh, we'll, we'll have to do this again. Yeah. Thanks. Definitely. All right. Peace out night. Thank you.